following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another exciting episode right here inside the Jackal's Head, live on psn-radio.com and of course, the world famous SoFlow Radio. And I want to welcome everybody who's listening in, no matter where you are, if you're out there in Alpha Centauri, if you're in another galaxy, if you're somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, or if you're right here in my hometown of Miami, welcome. Welcome all. Hopefully we're all safe and sound inside, sitting on that couch, drinking that drink, and just having a good old time. Staying away from uh, the street crimes, the petty arsonists, and the lutists. The looting, I should say, that's been going on in this country for the last several months. And, of course, the dreaded Kung Flu, which has been, well, a very unexpected twist to 2020. That's what the Kung Flu really has become, guys. But welcome to the show. We're going to have an excellent show tonight. I have a fantastic guest. He's a medium, psychic, and all-around good guy. You know, I'm skeptical when it comes to a lot of the psychic stuff and mediums and whatnot. I'm a highly skeptical dude to a lot of different things. But I will say that Chris Garcia is going to be my guest within the next hour. Uh you might make your hair stand a little bit in the back of your head when you listen to him for a little bit. Uh, you might read me. I don't know. We'll see. I might get a live reading right on inside the jackal's head where it's going to be a little tough for the guy to read me. I'm telling you that right now because, uh, I mean, I'm very open when it comes to who I am. You could research me by going to my website, angelespino.com, and you could find me there uh, and find out all the information about me there. So it's not like it's hard to know who I am. You know, if you do a little research, obviously. But it is hard to know certain details. And that's where I think uh, somebody can prove if they're really psychic or not. If there's certain things of the stuff they tell you which they're not meant to know. So with that said, let's see if uh, Chris can do some of that tonight. We'll, we'll find out. Like I said, he's, he's a, a very nice guy. I, I welcome everybody's, uh, you know, uh, interpretation of reality with open arms. Everybody uh, has their own uh, story to tell. And we're going to hear from uh, Mr. Chris Garcia at 11 p.m. tonight. And... Uh, and if you guys want to call in, by the way, I know that uh, some of you might be listening uh, and want to maybe get a reading or maybe just talk to Chris. Hey, you might just want to say, hey, Angel, how you doing there, buddy? Doing a pretty decent show this week, unlike the, uh, some other shows. Uh, call in, number 786-245-8127. Again, that's 786 245 8127. If you have Skype, you can Skype right in by uh, calling us and looking up PSN Radio. That's uh, PSN 
Radio. And I uh, also wanted to uh, give a shout-out to another uh, network that's been carrying the show here for a little bit, the Global Enlightenment Radio Network, or I guess JERN for short. They uh, have been carrying uh, the show for a few weeks now, and uh, big shout-outs to them. And, of course, the great Daryl, a.k.a. Odin. Shout-outs to, uh, to that gentleman for uh, being uh, the person who was uh, restreaming the show over there. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, he's a good uh, friend of ours, and uh, we, we are going to have him back on the show here shortly. Uh, I'm pretty sure we uh, we've been on the, uh, each of the shows a couple times. He's had me on. He had me on with Michael Horn not long ago, which that went well. <laughs> oh my, that that was a special night, folks. I mean, Michael Horn. If you're not familiar with that, that nugget of uh, joy, he was uh, or is the. American representative to one Billy Myers, as uh, many of my uh, long-time listeners, if you're out there, which I assume and hope you are, have been listening to this show for at least the last eight, nine years, uh, you know, given the couple years that I took off because of health and other issues, but when I have been on the air and on Skywatchers, you know, I'm not a big fan of Michael Horn or Billy Myers in that story. And uh, let's just say it was a pretty epic show. If you guys could uh, go to their website, Global Enlightenment Radio Network, and uh, check out the podcast. I'm pretty sure it's up there. It was a ton of fun to catch up with Michael Horn, to say the least. Uh, in fact, you can check out the banner for... Um, the uh, network if you have a little trouble finding it uh, on our website here on angelespino.com go to the affiliates tab all my affiliates on there including uh, Jern and Jaffe Writers uh, also uh, a good friend and I want to give him a shout out he has the uh, Pirate Network and uh, WPRPN and uh, we have him over there also so check out their websites guys a lot has happened this week in the news Let's transition to some of that stuff and segue our way out of shout-outs. And I uh, want to start the show off by really talking about something that uh, I think has gone a little bit under the radar and is kind of a shame uh, because of what he meant uh, to, you know, pop culture in the last decade. Uh, and it's, it's kind of funny because it's a character that I've been pushing for to get its own solo movie for a long time. And... <laughs> Finally, it happened, and uh, he did an amazing job, and uh, I'm talking about the movie Black Panther, which came out uh, now a couple years ago, and uh, Chadwick Boseman, who played the Black Panther himself, T'Challa, he passed away at the tender age of 42, he was going to be 43 this year, and uh, man, what a, just an incredible loss for the world of cinema, uh, an amazing young actor in 10 years' time. I mean, he uh, he assumed uh, just a number of iconic performances from playing number 42 himself, Jackie Robinson, which this is really, really, really ironic. He played Jackie Robinson, number 42. The man passed away here on the day of Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson Day, okay? And he was 42 years old. Talk about eerie. The person who played Jackie Robinson, number 42,
passes away at age 42 on Jackie Robinson Day. I mean, you can't make that stuff up. I, I assume Hollywood at some point is going to make a movie of uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman's life because the last 10 years have been just amazing uh, p- performance-wise and really a classic type of actor, one of these actors that um, really wanted to like make you believe he was that performance, he was that person, so much so that he not only would stay in character, um, you know, during the entire production, uh, but he would be very, very um, kind of shy when it came to the media, when it came to, like, being outside of characters, and kind of like, well, I wouldn't say he was an introvert, but he was more of a person that just kind of kept to himself, very private. And uh, the reason he did that, he was, he was one of those old-school actors that really went back to the entire, uh, you know, original method of, uh, you know, being uh, kind of a mystery, which we don't see enough of anymore. You know, everybody now is on social media. The Internet is huge. You have uh, constant uh, paparazzi following actors. With uh, Chadwick, is uh, completely different. He really kind of just stayed to himself. We know now that uh, probably a lot of that had to do with his health in the last uh, five years since he uh, was uh, discovered to have uh, terminal cancer. And uh, that's what took his life, by the way. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Pan- Black Panther 2. I assume they're going to uh, eventually recast the role with somebody else. Uh, I, it's going to be hard to, you know, for anybody to step in the shoes of this man because, I mean, again, what he was able to accomplish in such a short time is uh, really just uh, phenomenal. I mean, uh, you talk about people like maybe Tupac who did, you know, in five years, look all the music he produced and, and movies and stuff. Uh, Chadwick, uh, when it came to movies, I mean, he had a very good uh, idea of what he wanted to play, the characters he wanted to play. Uh, from 2008, okay, to 2020, which he has a couple movies that, are, that haven't been released that are still in post-production, we have 16 film credits in 10 years. Oh, since so 08 to, to 2020. So in 12 years. 16 movies, guys. Now, he has one called Yasuke, which uh, he plays the main title character. I don't know what that's about, but that's going to be out, uh, I guess, sometime next year. He also has uh, My Rainy's Black Bottom, which uh, that's already in uh, post, has completed. That was going to be out, I think, in the summer this year. But, of course, with the lockdown and everything that's happened, I think they're going to probably push it back maybe to next year also. Or maybe uh, they'll release it on streaming. Who knows? I mean, there's going to definitely be a high demand for his work, uh, I, I assume, at least for the next uh, several months. And uh, the, the Five Bloods, which you played Storm and Norman, 21 Bridges, The Avengers Endgame, where he played Black Panther. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, where he played Black Panther. The film Black Panther. Uh, he played uh, Thurgood Marshall in the movie Marshall. Uh, Jacob King in Message from the King. He played, of course, uh, Black Panther in Civil War. Uh, he played, um, and he was also in the movie Gods of Egypt. He played James Brown in Get On Up. I mean, look at the, the diversity of, of movies here, guys. Uh, he played, uh, let me see, in the movie Draft Day. Uh, he played uh, Jackie Robinson, of course, in 42. He was in the movie The Kill Hole, playing the Lieutenant Samuel Drake. The Express, he played uh, Floyd Little. 
in the Express, and that was in OA. That was his first uh, movie. And from that, remember, that's a sports movie. From that, he went on and just uh, was one, like, great performance after the other. I don't think of any of the 16 movies that he has out that I've seen. I haven't seen them all, obviously. I've seen maybe eight of them. But of all the movies that I've seen, I mean, I can't remember a bad performance. This guy was a legit good actor. So Hollywood did not just lose the Black Panther actor. Uh, they lost a tremendous talent. And uh, sad, sad to see him go. And, uh, you know, he may he rest in peace because uh, you never want to see anybody die of cancer or die of any illness for that matter. But at age 42, about to be 43, I mean, talk about tragedy. I mean, that's just... In November, he was, you know, uh, it was his birthday coming up, so... Rest in peace, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, again, November 29th would have been his birthday. And uh, sadly, uh, you know, we lost him way too soon, way too soon. And uh, if you guys want to see more on that and some of the reports uh, that came out of Twitter, check out my website again. I posted a big old blog on it on uh, angelespino.com. And uh, everything is in there. Uh, details uh, about what happened. Uh, it goes a little more in depth. Uh, also, my uh, Twitter stuff is in there. I posted a bunch of uh, Twitter stuff from other folks. Uh, some, uh, you know, just giving their condolences and whatnot. So, if you're interested in uh, learning more about Chadwick, uh, go to the website, check it out. Now, another news uh, I wanted to also bring up uh, this interesting uh, little piece of information, and, and this is a little bit creepier. Uh, than uh, normal, and uh, it's an interesting segue from uh, the passing of one human being to the birth of a technology which I don't think uh, anybody here is interested in. I mean, uh, do we need microchips in our brains, guys? Is anybody out there saying, you know what I need today? I need Elon Musk to create a microchip and put it in my brain because I can't act right. I can't get my shit together, so I need Elon Musk, Mr. Tesla himself, to create a microchip and put it in my brain. So, of course, you know, you have to test these things, so they're testing it on pigs. I kid you not, guys. And this is kind of an amusing audio that I'm going to play here, but it's uh, right off the internet, so you know I'm not making this stuff up, because some, some people are like, come on, jackal. Come on, angel. You're making this stuff up. <laughs> No, guys, I am not. Uh, this is a report. Again, you can read the, the entire thing on my website, but check this audio uh, nugget out. founder Elon Musk on Friday showcased pigs with computer brain chips during his unveiling of Neuralink, an upcoming technology aiming to bring symbiosis between artificial intelligence and the human brain. The live showcase involved displaying real-time neural signals from one of the pigs, which Musk named Gertrude, CNBC reported. Musk said the process of installing a Neuralink in a human brain would be an hour-long operation that is no more invasive than LASIK eye surgery, inserting a coin-sized device into the skull that would leave a tiny scar after the electrodes are inserted into the brain. Oh, it's an hour-long operation. You'll go home within the hour. And uh, don't worry about it, dude. Once the electrodes and everything is in there, you'll, you'll hardly notice it. It'll be a little tiny scar. In your head, with a microchip in your brain. Think about that. 
uh, why in the world would they want to put a microchip in the brain of a pig as a test? Folks, what have uh, conspiracy uh, world been telling us for decades and decades now? That they're going to implant a chip into us? Right? It makes sense that somebody like an Elon Musk or a uh, Bill Gates or one of these multi-trillionaires that, that are doing crazy scientific uh, things would be the ones to discover such a thing and implement it and test it. And then we all get chipped. I mean, I, I don't put it past that there's already been chips that, that work that have been, you know, implanted in somebody's body somewhere. Or, you know, uh, of course, Dr. Lear, rest in peace, uh, did a lot of work in taking um, implants out of people. He was uh, a surgeon who uh, specialized uh, a lot of his special, you know, his, his private time, I should say, into the world of ethology and into uh, taking out these little tiny chips that people had implanted in them and a lot of them were exotic metals and all kinds of different things and uh some of that uh maybe you know extraterrestrial we, we just don't know some of it may be very terrestrial again we don't know but when you have elon musk uh now publicly uh saying yeah we uh we put some uh chips in these pigs brain and we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens how how does that make you guys feel? I mean, to me that that's scary, folks. I mean, that we're we're entering now scary twilight zone territory. Okay, this is no longer Alex Jones going crazy. They're going to kill all of us. They're turning the frogs gay. No, this is not that. This is uh, Elon Musk literally saying. They created a chip, it's in the pig's brain, and we're going to see what happens now. Think about that. If they ever want to have total population control, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there it is. And brought to you by the friendly Elon Musk. Everybody loves Elon Musk, right? He's been on the Joe Rogan show, smoking pot, so the potheads love him. He has that SpaceX program, SpaceX. He took us back into space. Because Obama defunded NASA. Remember that, guys? Remember when Obama did that? And he he, he uh, took away the shuttle and our own ability to go into space. And we have to, like, pay the Russians hundreds of millions of dollars just to take a satellite or take anything into space. Once again, thank you, um, President Obama. Thank you for that. I mean, uh, what a great president, huh? I did it. I am God! That's what uh, Elon Musk must be thinking right now. Because, uh, to be honest, this is plain God, folks. Uh, when you start messing with people's brains, and this is beyond MK Ultra now. Like you know, of course, we've all talked about MK Ultra here for years, not only on this show but uh, on many podcasts all, all across the internet, and we are all aware of what MK Ultra 
is at this point what the uh, rumors conspiracies are this is a step above that i mean this is total mind manipulation mind control in a chip being tested by a very friendly face like elon musk why because the normal world it's it's already uh, downing everything that comes out of bill gates's mouth right nobody likes bill gates uh the vaccine for the uh, kung flu right who was developing that bill gates as soon as uh, that happened, what, what did everybody say? Uh, yeah, we don't we don't want to have anything to do with the, this Bill Gates uh, vaccine. Why? Because we don't we don't trust Bill Gates, but we still trust Elon Musk. Why? Because Elon Musk, you know, he smoked pot with Joe Rogan. He he, he looks like a decent guy, right? He looks, he looks like a nice guy. He's friendly. He has that winning personality, that great smile, right? He built his company off Tesla technology, supposedly. And I say supposedly because, I, I mean, let's just be honest. The, the uh, entire Tesla revolution that happened before that man passed away uh, was being stolen from him. I mean, he really was the creator for a lot of things. Uh, you know, we know that a lot of his uh, inventions were, you know, used by General Electric. Who, would, in in their defense, they did have him under contract, so it's not like they were literally ripping him off. But he was the creator to a lot of things that he got zero credit for. And you know, if it wasn't for a Nikola Tesla, we wouldn't have just about anything in this world. I mean, he really was. Uh, all kidding aside, probably the best inventor this country has ever had under its umbrella. Probably the world's ever seen, to be honest. And I know the uh, great Albert Einstein gets the nod as probably the smartest scientist, right? Because he said, well, what goes up must come down, so relativity. E equals MC squared, yeah. Good times. But if it wasn't for Tesla and actually being a creator, we would not be where we are today. And uh, using the name Tesla and, and using the technology SpaceX used, I wonder how much of uh, you know uh, Tesla, Nikola Tesla, is really in this technology. Looking at it now, and uh, seeing that, wait a second. I mean. This guy is a private owner of a company, and he managed to do within a couple of decades what NASA was failing to do for decades, right? Which is go to space and bring us back down without blowing on, you know, the uh, astronauts to smithereens, which that would have been a terrible disaster. I mean, that would have, I think if that would have happened, that would have completely shut down SpaceX for good. And probably our uh, reliance on Russia would have been a lot bigger. Now, as I say that, we still rely on Russia for a lot of things, but yet they're the boogeyman. Isn't that also kind of funny and ironic? Where we make the boogeyman out of the people that we pay hundreds of millions of dollars 
to take us to space for years thanks to the previous administration I, I find that very funny and of course every time something happens oh it's Russia 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 right but do you, you know I want you guys to really ask yourself do we need a chip in our brain is that something that you guys are willing to accept at the end of the day, I mean, are you uh, willing to go to, to your local doctor and say, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I want to get my, my chip? How, how do I get my chip? What do I sign up for my chip? Folks, if you do that, then you're as stupid as there is, and you deserve what you have coming. Uh, honestly, you really do. And, uh, you know, that's uh, just uh, the, the way it is. I mean, as the Forrest Gump would say, stupid is as stupid does, right? So, good luck on that. But again, if you want to read the uh, entire thing, go to my website. It's on there. And uh, it's uh, really interesting reading material, to say the least. Now, I want to also uh, get to this story, which uh, is very interesting for all the political mumbo-jumbo that you hear on the mainstream media. Or the fake news, as what they really are. One thing that is not getting a lot of play, and I I have no idea why, by the way, is a pretty brilliant idea, okay, and uh, one that might actually uh, make a difference. Uh, It's a step in the right direction, for sure. Now, since uh, most of these morons who keep doing the the looting, the rioting, uh, you know, are are continuing for months now, uh, somebody came up with an idea, which I completely support, which is uh, stripping them of their ability to vote. Okay? Now, granted, a lot of these uh, idiots don't vote anyway because they're, you know, lazy do-nothings. And they're like, "Uh, what day is today? November 10th? Uh, I guess we just missed it. That's what's going to happen with a lot of these cats. They're not not serious about politics. A lot of these guys are being paid to do these evil acts that we're seeing on the the TV and on the Internet. If you look in the right place. Because according, of course, to people in Congress... Oh, it's all a figment of your imagination. Jerry Nadler said, Antifa is a figment of our imagination. Even though Antifa is very well known for years now, they have their own websites, they have their own chapters, they have uh, people that are on the internet claiming they're Antifa members. Uh, as we know, uh, they have their own logos. Uh, one of the Congress guys, I forget his name, had a picture of himself in an Antifa pamphlet. I mean, what an imagination there, Jerry Nadler. But, think about this. If you're found to be a member of one of these domestic terrorist groups, Antifa or Black Lives Matter, and yes, folks, these two groups are domestic terrorists. Let's not, you know, fool around with words anymore. Just like the Ku Klux Klan uh, before them, just like any uh, militia that wants to take over the government or take over our normal way of life and it cause riot and, and looting, these are terrorists. When you incite terror to innocent people, you are a terrorist. 
Okay, that's why we see they shift even in our uh, superhero movies. Where back, you know, even twenty years ago, twenty-five years ago, uh, look at Batman '89 for example, thirty years ago, uh, where you had uh, what cartoonish villains, right? That's all we, we ever saw in these movies. Very cartoonish villains. But what happened uh, as we got into the 2000s? And the language of what a good guy and a bad guy really is started skyrocketing. What, what do we have more and more of? Terrorist villains in these movies. Because the fact of the matter is Anyone who causes terror, I don't care if it's uh, somebody from the Communist Party of China, China, if it's somebody from Black Lives Matter, KKK, Antifa, hell, if it's one of the Joker's rogue gallery of villains, I don't care. If you're out committing acts of terror, whether you're a a cartoonish villain, or you're a... uh, country or you're a a movement like Antifa or Black Lives Matter you're causing terror you are a terrorist okay and this I think is a brilliant way to handle these domestic terrorists now officially this is coming out of Tennessee what the uh, they're looking to do is they're looking to uh, again Take away the ability to vote if you're a domestic terrorist who uh, incites riots, looting, and who does not want to leave, like, uh, say, the front house uh, of the White House, or the front lawn of the White House, or one of these courthouses, and you you, you start destroying it. If you're caught and arrested, well, you're not only going to lose your right to vote, it's going to get a little bit worse for you. They're talking about maybe demanding six years of prison time. Mandatory. And I think that is absolutely brilliant. You know why I'm not worried about it? Because I won't be one of those suckers looting or violating laws like this. I mean, uh, folks, one thing is to peacefully protest. I'm all about that. Go on, by the way, and peacefully protest your hearts out. That's fine. You do it once. You make your statement. You move on. But when you're constantly, not just peacefully protesting, but you're exciting riots, burning down buildings, murdering people, raping women, killing people, and and this includes women and children, okay? This is what happened at the uh, Summer of Love in the CHOP Zone. We had, what, 19 dead women? Five children? Who knows how many uh, male uh, adults that were innocent people just dead in the CHOP Zone? In the chap, the dog is why it really is called a chap. Chap, but chap, chap, chap. We're going to chap you till you're dead. And they called it the summer of love. I don't know uh, what love that is, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's uh, that's no love. But I would go a step further on this uh, with the Tennessee's doing. Not only would I give them the mandatory prison time and the strip them out of uh, the voting rights their entire life, I would strip them out of all their citizen rights as well. Because if you do stuff like this, you're not a citizen of this country. You're a foreign agent, as far as I'm concerned. You don't love this country. All right? 
and I'm not trying to be a, a communist or a fascist. No, I'm, I'm Cuban. I came from another land. I'm here because I want to be here. Because guess what? I, I know what socialism and communism is, boys and girls. And it's not good. It's actually very, very bad and wicked. Okay? So I would strip these idiots, these no-good do-nothings, of their entire citizen rights and make them residents once they come out of prison and give them at least 30 years of probation time after the and it's all mandatory they cannot get away from it they cannot get out of jail after a year or two of behaving or have some democrat loser come out and say oh we're going to forgive you after a couple of days no mandatory it's a great move. I think this should be something that the uh, president uh, should look into once he's reelected on November 3rd and make this a uh, federal law. Hopefully we can flip the House, keep the Senate, and reelect our president, Donald Trump, and make something like this happen nationwide. This is not stripping you of your basic constitutional rights. This is making it for the people who actually love the Constitution, who follow you know, this country's laws, who love our flag, who don't kneel and protest of the flag. They gave you the freedom to be here. This is for those folks. This is how we take back our country. If we let the Democrats have their way, we're done. It's over with. That's why, uh, you know, we hear it all the time, that this is a very important election. Well, this election coming up, guys, it really is the most important election that we've had in this country ever. Because we're this close, and, I, and I'm holding fingers up, you can't see it because I don't have a camera on, but it's about maybe half an inch away. Finger to finger. That's how close we are from losing this country. So, I mean, I, I know that the uh, RNC did very well for the Republic uh, Committee. Um, they uh, had record numbers. In fact, they destroyed the Democrats when it came to the ratings. Demolished them by millions and millions of viewers. And uh, not just on TV, everywhere. Now, people are saying, well, the final numbers said Joe Biden beat Trump by, like, what, a million viewers on TV. But they're not counting Fox. They're only counting the leftist liberal media. And by that, it was only a million off, right? Add Fox into that. And on TV, Trump takes them. Add the Internet into that. Folks, there's like 20-something million more viewers for the RNC than the DNC. So that tells you that at least people are watching and paying close attention. When you're looking at 30, 50, 60 million people, that's the entire country pretty much voting-wise that goes out to vote. Or at least a big chunk of the country that, that goes out to vote. So let's not forget that, guys. Uh-oh. Getting a phone call. Let's see what it is. Caller, you're live on the show, and this is Mr. Uh, Kaiser himself. What's up, buddy? How you doing, sirs? All living good, brother. How you doing? Well, I'm uh, doing pretty swell here. I'm talking, of course, of uh, 
uh, what's been going on here with the uh, the uh, anarchists, the terrorists, and uh, the evildoers of the planet. I hope you've been listening. Oh, I have been. And, Good man. And that's one of the things why I called in. I mean, you, I believe, uh, have certain things. Anyways, here's the point that most folks aren't seeing. It's not coming from the U.S., but they're, they have U.S. actors. And all those U.S. actors are not even U.S. citizens. That's and correct. So these these people are being played. And here's the other thing. Uh, we're seeing a lot of death right now. And, of course, it's being misrepresented in the media. One person does something who's going there with totally altruistic motive. He was he was giving aid and comfort to Antifa that got hurt. And, and that's uh, in Kenosha. Yeah, we're talking and about a, a buddy that they were. I was actually going to get to. That was like, you, it's lucky you called it because I was actually the story I was going to go into. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse, and uh, this guy's a patriot. Let me tell you something. Uh, they're labeling this guy in the media as a militia member. He's not a militia member. This is a guy who was there to help both sides, taking care of the community because the police were not able to do their job properly because the no good uh, mayor of the city stopped the police from actually doing what they had to do. And as a good Samaritan, this 17-year-old kid who has paramedic training, he wants to be a police officer and a medic, and he went out there giving his own time, helping both sides. He took no side. There's an amplified amount of videos on there. There's a ton of videos that prove the case that he was out there and he was doing a bipartisan. Okay, guys, if you want to use that word. He was helping both sides, make sure that people were okay, helping both Black Lives and Tifa protesters, Police. At one point, somebody from the uh, police came on a thing of water, like a little um, bottled water, and they wanted to make that like, see, he's a police uh, informant. He's a militia for the cops. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. The point point that I'm getting to is they're vilifying him, and they're taking people's pages down. As a matter of fact, here's one of the funniest parts. I, I left for this weekend and came back to the silliness after it. Um, there was a GoFundMe for his site. Well, he's got lawyer representation now, thanks to Rudy Giuliani. Only reason why he has any legal representation. Uh, and that's why they're fighting extradition, because honestly, he was living in Kenosha, and that's what they're trying to hide, too. So. Wisconsin law follows him. Oh, not only that, uh, check this out, Kaiser. Not only are they they're trying to like hide that fact, uh, they outed his mother, where she worked, what she does for a living, and they claim that she drove him there. Okay, that is yeah. really evil and dangerous. Now, you're putting her life in danger. You you know, you know got her now that she's probably going to lose her job, her livelihood, and this is being done by the media. They're literally trying to destroy human beings' lives. Well, they, they've been doing this for years, and nobody's given them shit for it. The point is, they took down his GoFundMe, and yet Antifa is still raising money. Uh, ARA, anti-racist yeah. action. You mm-hmm. and I have talked about this offline. Anti-racist action is nothing more than Sean Finn 
if you want to go to IRA terms, Sean Finn to the IRA. One is the political, academic, and um, um, uh, monetary side of it. And they collects it and disperses it to the IRA. It's the same shit. It's still communist funded. Nobody wants to talk about this shit. And the feds probably know this. And the other thing that really makes me laugh, I, I have to say this, it makes me laugh. I know they know this. You know they know this. The names are out there of the people that are doing this stuff. And it's not just Soros. People keep saying Soros, you know. Yeah, him and Alexander, his son, they have a hand in it. Oh, of course, to mention their names is anti-Semitic. Even though they're non-practicing Jews, they're probably atheists. So, honestly, mentioning their names is not even anti-Semitic, but that's what they'll say, you know. But they don't say anything if somebody says something about Muslims who are Semitic tribes, too. That's the ridiculousness of the left. The left backs one side, but not the other. Getting away from that now. Well, that's there. That's always been the agenda of, of both sides. I mean, uh, normally you know, it's tribal when it comes to the left and the right. But the problem is the left right now is going so extreme, and they've brainwashed so many people, not only in this country, and you know they have, of course, wars behind the scenes pulling the strings. They've done this to so many people now that it's ridiculous. Uh, you, you know, you have factions within the left fighting itself right now. Oh, I've, no, well, I've never seen that before. It's a purity spiral. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and anybody who doubts this, who even knew anything about the alt-right, saw the alt-right do the same thing. And it becomes a purity spiral on both sides. It's the left and the right. And But see, the left was very open. The left from the inception said the liberals get the rope first, meaning... They'll kill the liberals first, a classical liberal like you and I, okay? That's who they really are interested in because we're just the people that help them get into power or not. It doesn't matter. That's who they're going after. And I think most liberals are seeing it because, honestly, I think a lot of people they're attacking at this point are liberals. Correct. Because they're in liberal cities. And destroying liberal businesses. And, you know, all these people social signaling need to stop social signaling. Don't put up BLM signs. You know, everybody forgets in 2015, several events happened. You had the two cops in um, um, New York, one Asian, one Hispanic, get off by a BLM activist. Then you had a guy who drove from Louisiana. Let's talk about crossing state lines for real. Not just a 20-mile difference. Let's talk about moving hundreds of miles. Louisiana to Dallas, Texas. And the guy setting up a hide, former military guy, by the way, uh, just being very clear, everybody knows I'm a military advocate and I like my veterans because I'm a brother. We gotta we gotta speed it up a little bit because I got a guest coming up in a few minutes. So uh, anyways, anyways, go, anyways. Go for it. So 
he killed six police officers in Dallas from a sniper hide. And and then the media covered up the way he died. They actually had to push in a robot to blow him up because of his hidey hole was so good. So this guy had malice of forethought. The guy we're talking about in, in Kenosha had no malice of forethought. They asked him in an interview, well, why do you have a rifle? He goes, well, you see now these riots go, and it doesn't matter which side, things can go bad. And that's the only reason. And then the pedophile who first attacked him, who got his cranium ventilated, he was a pedophile. All yep. three of the people he shot were felons. And not and not and not black, which is that's the amazing thing. You know, they're trying to make this like it's a racial even, thing. They weren't even black. Like this dude is a white pedophile. Okay, he was. He, and funny enough, if Black Lives Matter, okay, listen to this. He's on video walking around yelling the N word. Yeah, it, okay. I, I know that. Man. <laughs> not just that. It's even weirder than that. Most of these people who are processing aren't black. The black community is not supporting BLM at this point that are on the ground in their their own communities, tearing them down, destroying them. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Anyway, the only ones the only ones that are supporting them, uh, Kaiser, is uh, the, uh, unfortunately uh, idiots like LeBron James, uh, the the sports teams, uh, NBA. Uh, these these morons are completely sold out to China, Black Lives Matter, and Tifa. These uh, these folks, you know what? I am boycotting all sports at this point. I don't want to see any more NBA, Major League Baseball. To hell with all these institutions because they are all in favor of destruction of this country. They're all supporting domestic terrorists. We had uh, the Marlins and the Mets. Uh, they stopped the game a few days ago and left the field, and uh, they all protested the uh, the anthem. And one of the players who's a complete loser, can't even hit 100 his name is Louis Brinson. Uh, put his uh, Black Lives Matter shirt over the home plate and walked off. Okay, that is supporting domestic terrorism. He needs to be fired immediately. Not only that, this guy's a terrible baseball player. I'm not even playing. He's a horrible player. So what is he even doing on the field? Why are any of these so-called athletes even taking this kind of a political stand? Because they're all sold out, guys. They're made to do this. This is the only way they stay employed and stay paid. LeBron James is a huge sellout. The NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball, they're all sold out to their masters. And their masters are all getting the money from these different organizations. Kaiser, i got to let you go because we have a guest coming up. But I know you have a show uh, coming up here in, a, in about an hour, in a, an hour and ten minutes. Uh, you, do you have any guests? What do you have special for us this week? Well, Georgios and I are going to finish out our conversation. And you're exactly right. Folks, get woke, go broke. This is what they're, they're proving this fact because it's going against the American dream. The American yep. dream is not right or left. It is in between a classical liberal, a Jeffersonian liberal. That Correct. is really what, when you listen to Angel and I, you're hearing Jeffersonian liberal, and that's a fact. And He's your not, thoughts, and I'm out of here, brother. You're not lying. Let me tell you, I voted for uh, you know liberals my entire life until 2016. That's when the first time I voted Republican. And I'm actually now, I got off the plantation. I'm no longer a registered Democrat. Uh, my voting card says... No affiliation. 
to anything. I am not right or left. I have a little bit of conservative uh, uh, values in me. I have uh, some, you know, still liberal values in me. I don't go extreme one way or the other. I like looking at things the right way down the middle, the way it should be, the way we all should look at things, bipartisan, right? We want to make our minds up by knowing all the facts, not just having one skewed opinion over the other. That's how you end up with extremists, and you end up with a nation of people that want to destroy the very foundation of this country. And that, folks, is very, very dangerous. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, David Icke, who uh, is well-known in the conspiracy world, did a uh, thing uh, over the week where he had a speech in London. And uh, very interesting. I, you know, I give David Icke a lot of shit because of the whole reptilian thing. Uh, but when you hear this speech, it's, it's very eerie what he talks about. In fact, I'm going to go on a, on a break here, and I'm going to play part of this audio in a few minutes. And I'm going to have you guys hear a little bit of it because, ironically enough, as soon as the speech was done, YouTube pulled the actual uh, video from their uh, platform, completely pulled it. I'm not talking about, like, David, I took it down. No. I took a screenshot, okay? I was able to get a copy before they pulled it out because I felt like they were going to do this shenanigans, and they did it again. It, it literally says that it violated the YouTube rights, and that's why I got pulled down. Was David like maybe hitting on some real shit? Well, let's find out. I have the audio. Unlike YouTube, I don't censor on this show or on PSN radio. I give you the truth. Like uh, my good friend Mitchell says, pure solid news on PSN radio. And uh, this is David Ike out of London. Give it credit is so welly 
third seed. You must not go nearer than six feet to another person to protect you from the virus. So now it's got a bloody tape measure. You must not stay with anyone outside your bubble for more than 15 minutes. Now it's got a bloody watch. And uh, we are going to make masks mandatory, but not until the end of next week. Now it's got a bloody calendar. Have fallen on you. 
Guys, think about what he just said, and I, I want to cut it off right there. There's a, a good chunk still left, uh, but I'm not going to play the entire thing because we have Chris uh, Garcia waiting uh, to get on the show here. But think about what he just said about the kids there at the end, okay? What have I been talking about here for uh, some time now about how they're indoctrinating and conditioning our children, right? That's exactly what's happening. This is an indoctrination from the ground up, and that's why you've seen a lot of these young idiots on you know, these protests and these riots. That's why it's a lot of young people. Because young people are easy to manipulate. And how do you do that? You get them when they're young through the institution of higher learning. You teach them from school to hate this country. And time and time again we've seen what? How schools are promoting socialism. They're promoting the very hatred of this country to the youth. Guys, with that, I'm going to take a, a quick break. I'll be right back in a few with our guest, Mr. Chris Garcia. Stick around. This is going to be a, a great hour on Inside the Jackal's Head. And we're back on psn-radio.com, SoFlow Radio, and, of course, the Global Enlightenment Radio Network, and all over the world, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what you do when you do podcast internet live. You are global, and I hope everybody's listening right now, paying attention, sitting down, enjoying their beverage of choice, and really, really enjoying this show so far you know i've gotten to heavy politics but now for the second hour i want to welcome my guest of the evening the one and only a gentleman who is a medium psychic and all around a very nice guy mr chris garcia welcome to your uh first i think episode ever inside my dirty little creepy mind <laughs> welcome welcome it's, it's a privilege to be on I know that we are affiliates, so it's kind of like an honor to me. And I just, you know, it was funny because I know how usually I do call-ins, but if not, it's it's okay. We don't have to do call-ins. It's up to them if the listeners want, you know, to get a reading done. Uh, if not, it's cool. But for the people that don't know me, I'm just going to give a little bit of a bio. Please do. Uh, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I'm a psychic medium, clairvoyant, clairaudient. Um, person and have all the clairs have the able 
ability to see auras in remote view. Um, also a shaman healer, very connected to my native heritage. I also do missing persons cases. I love that kind of work. Um, I also do the paranormal. So, so I do a little bit of everything. I channel, connect to the dead, which that's very, and then there's a lot of conspiracy theories too that I have, but I mean, that's why I think <clears throat> sometimes when you broadcast, you start noticing that there's glitches and stuff is because they know they're, you know, they're listening. Yeah. Oh, Chris, you know, let me let me let me jump in there real quick. This is a funny anecdote uh, to add to to what you're saying. Uh, for those who know my show and have been following me, they know that I'm friends with a, a person by the name of Brian J. Glass, Brian J. L. Glass, by the way. Uh, I forgot the L. Uh, very, very, very lovely gentleman. I've known him for a few years now. We met at a convention several years ago, and uh, and not a conspiracy or ufo or paranormal convention okay chris i met him at a, a comic book convention of all things he's a comic book artist he also is the person who was the ufo area 51 caller on art bell in the 90s if you remember art bell had a call of a guy who said he worked for area 51 and he was very frantic, and he was crying, and, yes. and the satellites all like shut down, and Art went off the air, and this epic moment happened where everybody's like, oh my God, this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Brian Glass is actually the person who called in, and it was all a staged hoax by him. Art had no idea what was going on. Okay, this is, I want to let that be known. Art had no clue this was happening. He was just a recipient of a of a of a gag by Brian Glass, who had been trying to get a little notoriety in the field of comics and and what he was working on. So he's like, he was, and he's a big fan of art. So he's like, let me call in, and literally he was reading off a script from one of his comics, and uh, kind of like molded into the phone call. And he pulled it off, and this is what I find really amusing about this entire thing. The moment he's talking to Art, the satellites literally shut down everything, and that wasn't Art's doing. Wow. Okay, and that had never happened to Art Bell in, in what, how many decades he had been on before and after that? Never once had that happened. One of the satellites literally, like they said, blew up. Okay, mid- midway through this phone call. Uh, the the creepiest part about this is he had to go on backup to be able to get back on air. He didn't know what was happening. I had no clue what was going on. And and now experts have come out and talked about this, Chris, and they said the odds of that happening live on air are more rare, okay, than dinosaurs coming back and taking over the earth. Exactly, because that's that's actually, you know what, I want to say that that's more of the the higher, besides the men in black, it goes even deeper than that. I've always felt that, that when you talk about certain things, like I'm going to tell you one thing about the, excuse me, sorry, I was burping. Um, Happens to the best of us, don't worry. Well, the culture to me, um, I think that's a conspiracy theory, I think that was infected to for the government because it's up, there's too much population so they want to decrease the people and I don't feel that yep. it was China I'm going to actually put that out there it's not China I do believe it was that guy that met Donald Trump which I don't really care about Donald Trump anyways uh, 
But well, here's here's the thing though. Um, let's go back a few months because back in uh, November, uh, there was an arrest uh, that actually made the news where they stopped four uh, bad players. Uh, one was a Harvard professor, and three were Chinese immigrants that were studying in Harvard under that professor. And guess what they had in their possession? The Chinese kung flu. COVID-19. Wow. Okay, and now, this was, these people were going in a flight from America to China. Okay? And uh, this is where it gets even weirder. This was one of the many trials that have been taken back and forth. They had intel on these people. This is why they were able to bust them. Okay? This made some news, but then the mainstream buried it. Like, they do everything. And Trump got the intel of what was going on. Remember, in November, December, we still had no deaths connected exactly. to COVID. Even in January, there was one death at the end of the month. Who was the first person that said, I'm shutting the flights down in and from China because of intel that we have on this virus that just started out, out there and it's going to be bad? That was Trump. So Trump got... You know, clearance and knowledge back in November and December that this is going to be a problem, and he told us ahead of time before it became a problem here. And what they do on the left? Oh, he's a racist. He's a xenophobe. He's lying. There is no issue, and that's what they said. A month later in February, we have nasty Nancy Pelosi and the sleepy Joe Biden. Okay, coming out calling him a racist. For, for shutting down flights from China and saying that he's a xenophobe. And, and publicly, Nancy Pelosi went to Chinatown in San Francisco and said, the, the president is he's just being racist and don't listen to him. Come down to Chinatown. This is a great place. Come down and party, basically. So when things got hot and people started going down there and people started you know uh, spreading the disease, this virus, okay, what was she doing She when, when the lockdown started? Oh, she was in her house eating ice cream. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, the president was every day on TV going back and forth trying to, like, find a way to fix issues. Andrew Cuomo, the the most hating governor that New York has probably ever had, because this guy hates everything that doesn't, like, listen to him, okay, came out publicly after, like, I think it was a month, maybe in March, I believe, March, April on there, and he said... No, yeah, everything we needed, the president immediately acted and was there from the moment. I had never seen him praise Trump in four years. And he literally said, this is on video. No, everything we needed, he answered immediately. So when we say the president didn't act swiftly, that's a complete lie by the left. And again, who is doing all the, uh, the rioting, the looting? It's all democratically ran cities being done by Antifa, Black Lives Matters. And look, the term Black Lives Matters, all lives matter, as far as I'm concerned. Black, white, everybody matters. But when you have an organization that is connected to another terrorist group like Antifa, which exists, Jerry Nadler, and they're feeding a company called Act Blue, which is another company that gets money donated to them, and they're by the three companies now, they're literally giving money to campaigns, all democratic, okay? And they're suckering you with YouTube uh, videos asking you to, oh, guys, by the way, go and donate an extra five dollars so we can flip the house and, and we can ditch Mitch. You ever seen those commercials on YouTube? 
I'm sure yeah, you have. That's where the money's going, guys. They're they're putting on the propaganda through visual, through YouTube, through TV, through ads. Constantly, they're bombarding you with these lines because they they're taking over, Chris. Now, this is a complete. This is a, a, nothing more than a coup. This is a, you can call this a, uh, a conspiracy if you want, but this is becoming a. It's so blatantly obvious that you can't even say this conspiracy. You know, La La Land stuff. This is like in your face facts at this point. Um, you know, so you can say what you want about Trump, but again, I go back to he was the first one that warned us. He's been on the forefront, and I'm telling you, that alone should earn him the the, the victory on November third, because he has been the one who's been bullied for four years. We had the Russia hoax, Ukraine bullshit scandal. Where let's see, who was the leaker? A guy born in Ukraine whose parents were Russian. Gee. Yeah. <clears throat> And that's Alexander Von Demand, or whatever his name is, with his twin brother. And who they leaked it to? Oh, the Eric, uh, the Karamark Ciela guy, whatever his name is, who is the whistleblower, who went to Adam Schiff. You see how everything goes yeah. left? <laughs> and, and, and then this is why it's funny, because Congress recently, they got upset because, you know, we're not telling them all our military strategies. You know why? Because Congress is left. They've all gone extremists, and they're leaking. They're, they're giving out our information to our enemies. That makes us weak. And yeah. that's something in this country we cannot have, Chris. I know, and that's the thing that's bad. I know that everybody, I know how you have, you know, conspiracy theories. I mean, I have a lot of theories. I mean, I, you might not agree, but it's okay. Everybody's switched to their own. You know, like that one. I mean, there's certain things I like, and then there's certain things I disagree, you know, because I'm not really into politics. But I see it from my point of view, you know. So I keep an open mind, and you know, and I like that good feedback because everybody's got different feedback and what they see. Like for me, I've seen it to where, um, like Area Fifty One. I remember having a premonition of that, and there a lot of people don't don't know what's really there. But I've told many friends of mine that I do believe there's underground tunnels there so and then it's crazy because they say right when you go there you can see them in the hills that right when you cross that area they can shoot you and you can't do anything they can shoot you from the sky they can shoot you on sight so when you go to that area there is something that i feel and it's and this even goes deeper i feel that the government doesn't know or supposedly doesn't know um i think there's a lot more stuff to it like you know, where there's people seeing weird craft flying in the air and a lot of people say, oh, it's just the government, you know, but <clears throat> but I personally don't feel that. I think it's, there is alien activity up there or ETs. I just do feel that in my head, I can see them like working on spaceships that we did not see. And they work, they work them like in a scientific uh, area to where they're trying to reproduce them to where they can make them see how the technology is up from right they're they're back engineering they're back engineering a lot of stuff you're saying yeah their their technology is a lot better than what we have (laughs) oh of course yeah well if you're coming from another uh, star system or you know even uh another uh solar system uh you know half a light year away you have to be a lot more advanced we are because supposedly we can't get there but here's the thing if you go to most military installations uh you're going to see signs that says you trespass you get shot 
I mean, that's exactly. just not an Area 51 thing. And that's common sense. These are military installations. They're for military people, not for civilians. This is a, a big uh, difference that people don't want to, you know, get in their heads where they think they, you know, because you're a citizen, you should be able to go in and enter everything. No, there's some things yeah. the government needs secret, and, that, and I understand that. I respect that. I respect the fact that they have installations in military bases. They do their experiments. They fly test flights. Uh, a lot of the crafts that we see in the, in the skies are our own black budget projects. Uh, for for example, Art Bell, when he had his uh, his sighting uh, years ago, like, I think it was in the 70s, that he saw a triangle UFO. It turns out that is one of ours. We, we know that uh -huh. now. It, and yeah, Art Bell yeah. thought it was a UFO. Uh, again, a lot of the stuff that people see in the sky are ours. But where did that technology originate from? I mean, Chris, I've done a lot of homework on this uh, over the years. And uh, this is partly extraterrestrial. I'm not going to deny that fact. Uh, there's definitely an extraterrestrial connection to this. But there's a timeline to this. Remember, the Nazis supposedly were working on the uh, UFOs. They had the Nazi bell. The, you know, they, they, they were really into the occult. Hitler was definitely into the occult. And he would supposedly, uh, as lore goes, he had the scientists like Werner von Braun working on exotic technology, which was leaps and bounds ahead of what America had at that time. And what happens? We beat the Nazis, right? We, we entered the war. The Russians were fighting that war, ironically enough, with the Germans. And we, what we do, we align ourselves with the Russians, right? Remember that? And we went in and we beat the Germans and we took out the Nazis. But what did we do? We brought in all the scientists like Werner von Braun. All, this, all the big wigs came over to America. We gave them full pardon and citizenship on the spot so they could join NASA. And really, Werner von Braun is the guy who burst NASA in the space program. Before he died, a few years before, he actually left NASA and started what is considered the black budget section of the government's space program, which now I think Trump just called it the Space Force. But here's the kicker. After the war, what happened? We had the death of Tesla, Nikola Tesla, who was working also on flying saucer technology. We had the Nazis uh, beaten, and then we had Roswell right after, right? Yeah. Okay, Roswell would, uh, you know, and you could say it's, uh, you know, aliens, you could say this or that. What I take away from Roswell, and, and this is just, you know, using Occam's razor or logic, whenever you're working on new technology that you're trying to get a hold of, what happens normally? It'll crash. It'll have accidents until you perfect it. To me, what Roswell was, was an active uh, test flight of an exotic UFO built with a mixture of Tesla and alienish Nazi technology. Then they crashed at Roswell. And that's been the big conspiracy because we cannot let the public know that we use you know, Nikola Tesla in Nazi exactly. technology. And alien technology. So there's like a trifecta of conspiracies right there, which makes it even more of a reason to keep that covered up. Yeah, and, and that does make sense. You know, it makes yeah. a lot of sense because there's, there's a lot of things that I feel. And like you said, you said you won't deny there's ETs, but there's just, I think it goes beyond <clears throat> what we know and what we believe. It's just, just like you said, they got to protect their, their secrets. And some people 
You know, like there was one person that said that he worked there, and I think it's the one that you mentioned. I forgot his name, but he disappeared a long time ago. Nobody even knows what happened. And I personally feel yep. that he was kidnapped um, because he said too much that he said he saw spaceship where he worked at. So I kind of feel like he. Uh, well, there's been a couple guys like like Bob Lazar, you know, worked on some stuff in Area 51, <laughs> and he's world yeah. famous. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yep, it's, it's true. And and there's this is just a lot of stuff going on. And I was going to ask you too, Angel, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. I was like earlier, way before the show, I was like listening to you. And I was like, I want, I mean, of course, you never, probably never asked for a reading before. And you've, I don't know if you ever had psychics, because from what I know, I think I'm probably the first one. But then again, I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> but what thing I did feel from you was um, I got a change in transition, <clears throat> which means that you, how can I put it, before you were a skeptic, Okay, you were total skeptic, is what I was told. Okay, now you realize that a lot of that stuff that you, I guess, that you did research and then stuff that you've done, it's opened your mind to conspiracy theories and the unknown. So you're very open now. I do feel that, I guess, you just didn't believe in a lot of stuff, but you got a lot of stuff validated. <clears throat> And then the other thing I got with you was, of course, you don't probably expose this, but I was told that you had spiritual gifts. And in a way, you use it to where you use it with broadcasting, but in a different aspect. You speak your mind and you speak the truth. And I do feel that um, you're very strong willing, very strong spirit. Um, okay. I know I can say this because I know it's parent supervision. <laughs> um no, go on. I'm 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 highly yeah, flattered. Do I get you might get you might get uh, some roses after this. Go continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that you don't. How can I put it? You don't. You don't bullshit. Let's put it that way. You tell it like it is. And I do feel that you've been gifted, but you never really used it. Comes privately. I feel like you have, but you're more quiet about it because a lot of people. I guess back then you were afraid they were going to judge you. But I believe in my heart and what I'm being told is that it made you a better person, total better person. And nobody has been able to get in your head because you're, I've been told that you're very hard to read. That's what I got while I was listening to you because I was like, okay, I'm already getting things from Angel. And I'm thinking, oh, God, this guy is has no idea that I'm reading him because usually I try my best. Angel, and I've done this even on my show and other shows and guests that I've done on. There's times where I try not to invade people's privacy because that's something that you shouldn't be doing. But then again, when spirit comes, sometimes they they don't care. It's like there is no time on the other side. They can be like at 10 places at once. And when they talk to you, you need to tell them regardless if the person is not ready to hear it or not. There's a lot of people that are very skeptical and they just don't want to hear it because they're afraid they don't want to know their future so they just live it there's some people that i know even in my own family that are gifted but there's others that say don't even don't i don't want to know anything i know you can read me but i don't want to know anything i just want to just live my life and i say i i respect that i really do but then there's people that they can sit they cannot sit there and deny that these gifts are real a lot of 
And a lot of our gifts is another conspiracy theory that a lot of people have gone, even back in D.C. when God was born, that these gifts were evil. But if you really think about it, when you pray, God would hear you. He was a healer. Even his mom was a psychic medium. But of course, church and people are not going to tell you that because they don't want you to know. So that's that's how I feel it because I'm very strong-minded and I speak my mind too. Um and I just tell it like it is. I don't bullshit either. I just, I, I'm late, straight on front. I, I, lay, I leave it flat out. And I know there's a lot of people out there that do not believe in psychics. <clears throat> but I've noticed that with this COVID, it's opened another door for us people that are very gifted. In so many ways, it's like open doors. Because a lot of things, you know, people can't do the conventions and paracons anymore. Right. But it's op- it opened a different perspective of, how people communicate and the communication with spirit. A lot of people are doing like either on radio shows. Um, mm-hmm. Zoom is one of the main apps too that a lot of people broadcast. I've seen it. Uh, I think a lot of people are spiritually awakening. Um, and some people well, that I agree with that. There's definitely a spiritual awakening in in, in this uh, not only country but in the world, and uh, it's happening. I think more and more just uh, across the globe. But people are not looking at religion; uh, they're looking at their inside in their cells and asking themselves, uh, you know, why is religion dividing us? We're all spiritual beings, and that's what you're getting people more and more putting away the Bibles and just you know looking inside themselves and trying to find the truth within their own spirituality. I don't practice any religion uh but i do uh you know it's funny you mentioned about me being skeptic at one point or another with me it's been kind of a roller coaster chris i'm going to be honest uh because as a kid i actually lived in a house which by all means was haunted haunted. yes (laughs) i knew you were going to say that i mean this is uh the the house is still there i have pictures of it i actually uh for about a year i worked Actually, almost two years. I worked at a company which was about five blocks from it. I would drive by it just, you know, it would get, it creep me out, to be honest. Every time I, I would drive by, I would just get, like, uh, the hairs in the back of my head standing up, the few that I have left, uh, just because of the, the fact that I remembered as a kid what I saw happen in that house. And, uh, Chris, it was very creepy, very eerie. Uh, but in my mind, I always uh, you know, said to myself, well, I do think there's some aspects to the afterlife. I, I don't deny that part. Uh, then I had a sighting, uh, you know, I had my second sighting of a flying saucer in, in, in Miami a few years later after that. I had one in California. I had one here. And as a kid, and I was like, wait a second. So these two things in the paranormal, uh, I've had now my personal experience you know, viewing this stuff. And that's kind of what got me into, like, you know, wanting yes. to know more. But here's the thing I had as a, as an issue. And I don't know if it's a psychic ability. Maybe this is what you're hitting on. Um, but I, I am very easily um, aware of when somebody is completely full of nonsense. And that's something that it's, uh, I don't know if it's an ability passed down by my mother to me, because my mother was exactly like that. The moment she met somebody, she could already read them and say, that person, not a good person. Or you should avoid doing this. Or that. I'm telling you, Chris, she was always right. 
God bless her soul, she's resting in peace now. And every time over the years that she would give me advice on something that was just that she felt was bad, and it always if I took the opposite of what she was telling me to do, it always went bad. I mean, she was yeah. always on point. And and me, I have kind of like a similar thing. I've built it over the years where I have that, uh, you know, that instinct, I guess. Or it, I don't know. It's, it's about to say like that feeling in your stomach that you get when you, you know, you, you know something is not right or that mm-hmm. instinct that you get. Uh, I do kind of like possess that a little bit. And that's why I'm very vocal when I do the show because when I speak, like you said, I don't bullshit. I don't, I don't like nonsense. I'm not a liar. That's why my website is angelespino.com. Yeah. It's me. I'm very open. It, I don't like to, uh, you know, fabricate the facts, and that's something that a lot of folks, unfortunately, and and right I'm not now, ready here. are not ready I'm to not hear, ready. and and a lot of people do because of ego, and that's a major thing that gets in people's way, and that stops them from connecting to the spiritual side of who they really are. Yeah, <clears throat> see, that's the thing with me too. Well, me, I'm very humble. I don't know if you've heard me on other shows, but I have. Um, yeah, I know, and I and I kind of did feel that. I kind of felt that that you followed me, but you were very quiet. Yeah, because I've always felt certain people have watched me, but they just don't say hi. They'll just say, you know, oh, I'm gonna check him out to see if he's legit or or on thick on I can't even talk right. Sorry, on thicken. But um, <laughs> but the thing is, it's just you know, I've even to my friends, they told me this is what, and I'm and I'm pretty sure they're listening too. Um. The thing is, I've heard it and I've been reminded, and I love being reminded. They say, remember where you come from, remember where you started. And when I hear that, it keeps me to where I've always been. I haven't changed since I've been broadcasting uh, readings and connecting for people and helping people on the side that, that are off the air and stuff like that. So I kind of feel I'm just, at the end of the day, I'm just Chris. <clears throat> but uh, people say, well, you're just amazing, and you're good at what you do. You're spot on, this and this and this and that. But I don't let that, like you said, that ego get the best of you. Because once you do that, then you lose connection with everything. Even though the gift is still there, but you you let it get to your head. And you yep. you, you got to keep yourself humble, no matter if you're on TV or on radio. You, you gotta, there's got to be balance. And it's funny that I'm picking that up because when I shuffle the cards, it's something about balance. And that's with you and the network. There's there's balance there. If there's not balance, there's not truth. You, you get where I'm going at with that? There, there's If there's no balance, there is no truth. That is absolutely correct. In fact, I only... Uh, <laughs> and that's, and that's I, how I work. I work on basically that, and it, and it comes from spirit. And I let spirit you know what you're going to use me as a vessel anything that's truth I want to know anything that's you know that I don't need to know don't tell me because I know it's bullshit you know so that's why I say Holy Spirit I let God use me as a vessel and I say you know what I'm going to say I do as I serve you and you do what you tell me what I need to do and that's how I work that's why my my gift is so uh, I inspire a lot of people I've heard um, I, I have a big following um, it's just, it means a lot to me. It really does when people inspire me, say, Chris, keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right path. But like I said, you know, we remember where you come from. And that to me is very Correct. significant. And that means a lot to me when people tell me that. Because I know when they tell me that, they're like, you haven't changed. No matter what you're doing, if you're on different shows, 
stay who you are. Don't change. And stay the it. same. Yeah, stay the same. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you, when you, when you, uh, you know, get, you know, the, uh, the messages from the other side telling you uh, this information, how does it come to you exactly? Because I'm sure the audience wants to know that. Well, it comes in different forms to me. Sometimes I'll hear, like, the voice. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll see, like, flashes, like the clairvoyant part of me. And okay. sometimes the clairvoyant is going with remote viewing, so sometimes I'll see, like, a movie. Uh, sometimes I'll hear phrases. <clears throat> and now recently I've been able to, like, where I'll just, like, say something and something else comes out of my mouth, so it's kind of like they take over me, I guess you can say. I don't know if that's the best way to put it. They, like... They use me as a channel, and they instead of me speaking, it's them talking through me. Um, and then, you know, and that's in every aspect, Angel. I use my gifts and everything. I don't just like it to the psychic medium part of me. I like, for me, I don't want to give back to the community because I know there's a lot of psychics that don't do that because they said, no, right. that's not my forte. That's not my specialty. Uh, <clears throat> but I like doing, like, the missing persons cases because I've always wanted to help the community. Even though there's a lot of Scott, uh, cops, can you talk, uh, cops that are very skeptic. But, you know, I feel like I don't need to prove anything to anyone. I've worked from where I'm at from the bottom up. And I'm still, you know, car serving God and having him tell me what I need to do and how far I'm going. And no matter whatever opportunities come, I'm still going to be who I am. I'm never going to change. So if there's a chance, an opportunity that if I get a, my own TV show, I'm a, I want to travel and help residential people in the paranormal field. If it, even if it comes with psychic children, uh, indigo children, it's just something that what, I've always. What's your take on indigo children, by the way? Because you know that's an interesting topic, <laughs> which I don't get into much. Uh, but I mean, the the whole theory of, or like at least with the idea that I came away with, uh, you know, just doing a little bit of homework on indigo children is the belief is they're reborn here on Earth, but they're originally from another star system, right? Yes, yes, they're not from this galaxy, and it's magic. Okay. It's, but it's funny, too, because I'm an indigo child. I'm a, one of the old ones. The old, old children <clears throat> are usually called indigo children. The ones that are born from, like, recently, all these new kids are coming. They're, I want to say, like, I'm being told indigo children, but they're star rainbow children or rainbow children. The only thing with them is that their gifts are... A little bit higher than ours. They're about the same frequency, but they pick up things that um, other people don't pick up. And I think if we work hand in hand together, mm-hmm. man, we can do some damage. We can really help people out there. But it's just, I think, what the problem with what well, I've always felt, and I've said this on every show, people forgot the meaning of humanity. That's something very important to me. And that keeps me straight online and say, what is wrong with you people? What is what? Why do you all do this um, uh, protesting and all this shooting and stuff? I just think that there's no balance in the world. There's just so much evil. Correct. And, yeah. and I and I just feel with us as the people that are light workers, we're here to try to awaken people, but some of them are just not ready to listen. And that's something that I it hurts me to see that because on an empathic level. It hurts because I feel the pain. There's a lot of people that are struggling. It just, it hurts. And you might think that I don't feel, but I feel everything. And it 
And being an empathic, sometimes I've even heard, and I'm pretty sure you've heard this, Angel. Tell me if you haven't heard this. I've heard this for so many years that people say, oh, Chris, you're so lucky to have this gift and this and this and that. And I wish I was like you. And I'm in, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, dude, if you only knew what we go through every damn single day, we go through uh, emotions. It, you know, our, our gifts are good. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're mm-hmm. extremely good. It's just that it comes with responsibility. It almost comes like that same, um, I can't remember, but there's this phrase that, um, I can't think of it. It's, it's on that movie Spider-Man. Uh, Which one? There's been like a half a dozen or a dozen at this point. I think it's the first one. It's when they shoot the, the dad or the grandfather that raised the, him. Oh, oh, Uncle Ben. Yeah, he said that there yeah. was something that he told him before he became Well, with uh, great uh, abilities come great responsibilities. I think it's exactly, uh, yeah. exactly, and that and that is true. That by is the way, true. that's written uh, by a pop culture icon uh, Stan Lee, rest in peace, who passed away also. And uh, you know, it's funny, Chris, that, that you bring that up because I think our media, uh, in the most part, for a long time, obviously they. You know, indoctrinate the condition, the population, in whatever way they want. But there's certain individuals who, you know, come out with things like that. That when you look at it, you're like, my goodness, as a as a statement or as a a comment in a, a person who's passing away or a person who's uh, you know a mentor. That's a beautiful statement because you, you have to look at yourself as a human being and say, well, I'm not Spider Man, but you know, <laughs> I still have great responsibility because I'm a father, I'm a brother, I'm a son, and that in itself is you makes you responsible for your life and the life of, of those around you because, you know, we are who we surround ourselves with. And, you know, I can always thank my parents for being who they were because if not, I wouldn't be who I am today. I thank them for being, you know, the great parents that they were with all their flaws and everything that they went through. Uh, to get to this country, and, and, you know, they were undereducated because of where they came from, but everything they did, uh, all legal, by the way, is the reason who I am today, and I, I had amazing parents, I never went without food or shelter or clothing, well, everybody could see that I never went without food, obviously, uh, but uh, I never went without anything, the, the basic necessities of life, and, uh, you know, we were homeless for a little bit, but it was like, you know, immediately we, my parents, you know, five clawed the way into, uh, you know, an economical system that they had no idea how it worked, and they made it work for them, and all legal. And my parents never got in trouble. My mother never had a ticket in 35 driving years. Can you imagine that? Wow. That one ticket. And uh, my father, he's never been in any major trouble in 40 years that he's been in this country. Uh, nothing. I mean, clean as a whistle. And when you have role models, you turn out to be a good person. And I think that's the major problem in this in this world right now is the lack of good role models and parents exactly. that are not there for their kids, raising them right from the very beginning, showing them the right way, showing them how to do things properly, how to be good human beings. And that's why you see a lot of these looters and these rioters and people that just don't care. I mean, I have a video on my website. Um, that is disturbing, Chris. It's a, a, a black gentleman who gets out of a, a car and literally knocks this white kid who's 12 years old who's dancing in the middle of a, of a 
sidewalk with a couple of his buddies who are, you know, they're a dance group, and they're teaching them how to dance, and they're, uh, I guess they're, the place where they normally would hold their, the meetings was closed, so they would, uh, you know, sometimes go on the, the sidewalk, and they're just like, you know, like, do a little, like, dancing or whatever, very innocent stuff, and the kid is 12, this guy gets out and knocks him the hell out, for no reason, then jumps back in his car and takes off, and uh, they arrested the guy, uh, he was found, the, uh, He's going to do some time. But that's an evil that should not exist. I mean, why would you do that in the middle of in, in the United States? How is that still happening? How is it the yeah. little lady in her 90s walking on the, the sidewalk in her 90s? God bless her soul. This is another video where she's walking on the sidewalk. Some dude just walks by, punches her in the head. She's, she falls over and hits uh, uh, one of those uh, uh, money collectors uh, for parked cars. And almost kills herself. How how is, it, is that evil still in this country and in this world? I don't, I don't understand that, Chris. Neither, neither do I. I mean, that's why I said in humanity, people just forgot who they are. And you know, and it's funny how I brought that funny. You know, and it's funny because I do believe spirit was you know is talking. That's why when I was trying to remember that part of Spider Man. I was being told to say that because with big responsi- with responsibility comes with, you know, like the way you said it, it comes with, with responsibility. And it does. Because once God gives you this gift, you have to use it. It's not, it can't just sit there and just, and just have it. You know, it's, it's just to me, you got to make use of it. God gave you this gift. Even though, like you said that you've had this gut feeling, but I, but I will tell you this. I do agree with that because I remember as a child, I remember used to feel that too, like that gut feeling in my tip of my stomach. That is some, that is the psychic ability. It's just that it comes, you won't say it's a psychic ability, it's just that you might say it's intuition or it's just a gut feeling. Right. But when you start getting things right and you just say random things that pop out of your mouth and people that you read them, you know, the first thing they're going to be saying, well, wow, how did you know that? Or something that, they know that you're not supposed to know. How does how where does that information come from? Right. <laughs> where in the world does that information come from? And sometimes people will be like, Where does it come from? And I'm like, even with me, I'll tell them, you know what? I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. God's We're all vessels, Chris. We're all vessels. That's all we are. Exactly. And yeah. and it just comes and it just comes through and it's just no sit there denying it. Yes, it's unknown. But people that that are aware of it, they embrace it. But the ones that are out there that are scared of it, they just say they sit back and stay away from it. But I'm gonna tell you why. The reason why they stay away from it is because they can't see it. It's not like when you go see people working their carpenter, you can see that that they know how to carpent. And the people that are painters, you could see them do the gift that they have. They they use their hand and and they they're good at what they're doing. They could right. see it with the psychic ability and the mediumship. They could see it, but it's their heart. It's how can I put it. It's <sighs> it's, it's not a, it's not a physical thing. That's the difference. Exactly. Yes. It's a, yes. it, yeah. It's it's a spiritual thing. But uh, do, how much do you think it, uh, you know fear has to do with with it also? Because I think fear plays a big part of it. Next, exactly because they're afraid what's got to come out because they don't understand that there is a yeah. portal. And there is vortex, and they could be you can passing in the backyard, and they can pass through a portal, and you don't even know it. It doesn't feel different, 
but the but the spirits will communicate. And I do believe there's portals in this world. It's just that they're oh, that's weird. I just heard that they're an illusion. So when you when you go to the yard and say like you're going between these two three two trees, you could be passing by in the backyard or going to somebody else's yard, and you don't know if you're standing in a vortex. Everything looks the same, feels the same, but everything that's how can I put it? It's like everything that you see is moving in a slower pace. That's when you know that you're not in the same state of mind, I guess, so to speak. That's the best way to put it. But yeah, it's it's it, and it is too, Angel, because it's a fear that people have because they cannot, they can't see it, so they're just afraid of it. Now, for us, sometimes when I remember growing up, uh, it's funny that you know that you mentioned you know for the listeners, when I grew up, this I'm gonna tell you a little story. Um, when I was growing up, I knew I was I was different. I could feel it because I remember my mom. Uh, my grandma told my mom when I was not even, I wasn't even walking yet. I was just a baby. And she held me, and my mom told me she said this, that when I was in the hospital, she held me and she goes, but she told me in Spanish, but I'll say it in English. She goes, um, you know, this this child of yours is special. He's going to be somebody. He's going to be somebody big. And then my mom says, like, you know, what do you, you know, what, you know, give me the heat this, mom, you know, what does that mean? And she goes, in Spanish, she goes, va a ver que va a pasar, you know, and she told her, you'll see what happens. Oh, uh, entiendo. Yeah, entiendo. So she, because my mom, you know, was growing up, so she knew, because she had me when she was 16, so she was still young when she had me. Um, and the thing was, is that, I guess my grandma knew, because she's an old spirit, she was a medicine woman, by the way. Mm. She passed away in 92, and I know she's one of, especially one of my guys that talks to me. I see her, and I feel her all the time. And it's weird, because when I grew up, Angel, it was like, when I remember when I was in school, nobody ever came up to me. I was more of a <clears throat> very, like, a person, a person that was a loner. I would just, you know, I wouldn't interact with children. Would you like a, I would say like an introvert or like a, just a shy kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was very shy. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. yeah, I was very shy. So I didn't really. I did have friends, but I was very shy. But you, and, I'm sure you kept your, your company very small, like your yeah, friends were. Yes, yes, I did. A handful. And it's <laughs> and and it's funny you said that because, as I think it was when I was in middle school, that's when everything changed. Everybody and it was weird because I didn't tell anybody about myself. I already knew when I was already in middle school. People just came up to me and they're like, is your, is your name Chris? And I'm like, yes. And they're all, um, I don't know why. I don't know if this is a stupid question, but I'm going to ask you something. Can you tell me if blah, 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 is so-and-so is happening? And I'm just like looking at them and I'm like, I've never seen them before. And they're like, and I asked them, I said, before I answer that, I said, what made you ask me? And they're like, I don't know, it's something about you. So then when people started coming up to me, I thought it was it was freaked out at first. I was like, okay, whatever. So I told them what I felt and it just it just came out and they're like, Oh shit, you know, like wow. And then as the more time came out, I kept hearing oh it's like I, I don't know if it was my thought, my thoughts. At first I wanna say it was just oh it's just a lucky guess, whatever. Because every time I would read people, I didn't know that you know, I was tapping into my psychic ability, so I just thought, Oh, it's just a lucky guess. <laughs> then sooner or later as I got older in high school it just that thought of like yes 
it just it just went away and then all of a sudden I heard from spirit it's not a lucky guess you are gift you are a gifted child you're a psychic everything that you're getting it is from us and I was like who's us and they're like from heaven so I was like wow I was like okay this is weird but I the whole time I was hearing these messages I couldn't tell anybody so I just kept it to myself and I said okay well fine wherever you are up there I said thank you for for clearing fine for that it that all these years it wasn't a lucky guess so then after that I embraced it and I've been doing it ever since so. Let me let me ask you uh, now, since you know we're, you know we're all going through what we're going through, all these years later, uh, you know, it, have you had any uh, visions of what's going to happen with uh, you know the virus, or uh, have you been able to harness your ability to the point that you can kind of see where we're heading in the near future? Honestly, with the stuff, I want to say people have asked me, and they say, "What do you see?" You know, if this is going away, honestly, I want to say, if if it's meant to be, I want to say it's going to be going away probably by next year, probably in the middle of the year. But something is what kind of gets me. I feel like that it's going to be hard to tell if it's even gone, because I think this is going to be our new life. Or this is what I call the new world. This is what it is, wearing the mask. Even if it did go away by next year, I don't think as us, as human beings, we're not going to feel safe because we know that all 2020 people were dying. So say if the media says, okay, well, we know that, that we got a, uh, an injection for um, the COVID, come over here and get your shot done. A lot of people are going to be very afraid because they're going to be thinking, well, what are you all doing? How do right. you what so a lot of people can be very skeptical. Well, they're so, doing it now. Yeah. I mean, especially when uh, Bill Gates got its name in, in the uh, the uh, vaccine ring. You know, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we don't trust Bill Gates." Uh, so uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, and even with me, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't care what anybody says, but for me, if they told me to go into go get that shot, I wouldn't do it because there is something. And I and I've been told, even validated this. This is interesting. Oh my god, this is so interesting. I wish I could find the article. Maybe I'll send it to you later, Angel, but I got to look for it. Well, there was this article. On, she's on my Facebook. Her name's Susan. I have to two friends, by the way, named Susan. Um, I was Hi, Susan. <laughs> I was browsing <laughs> Facebook, and it was so weird because I found this article on Facebook, and I'm like browsing you know, all the friends that I go, and I found this article about a chip, and I'm like, Wow. So there was an article, and I clicked on it, and it went linked to another page. And it said that people are starting to inject people with this chip. And with this chip, it comes with your ID, comes with your first, first, last name, your birth certificate, your social security. It's just all in one. And I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so Well, I, I read the, uh, the article earlier about Elon Musk uh, chipping the pig in the brain. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to this day, <laughs> I've been told by many people that this chip has been, they've been already doing it for, for years, but the thing is that they're only oh, yeah. decades for some people, but the only thing is that it hasn't came out to the public because Correct. they don't want the people to know that, okay, well, if you're going to do a shot, how do you know that all these times that we've, and, and, and you know what, and it's got me thinking for some reason, Angel, I don't know why, but I see this in my head. 
You know, like when we go get our lab work. Uh huh. Okay, in my head, I could see them, like taking our blood, but with me, I can't even stand looking at my own blood. So what I'll do is just turn around. But this whole time, how do we not know that with that little needle, they have a little microchip that's as tiny as a little, tinier than I can't describe it, but it's just they can inject it. Well, yeah, yeah, we have that micro technology now, but the way to uh, get everybody to get chipped all at once is you released a plague where you need a vaccine. And if you don't get the vaccine, Chris, this is where it gets scary. You can't go out in public. You have to stay home. Mandatory. You have to be vaccinated. It's mandatory vaccines. Or else you lose all privileges as a citizen. And that's what's coming. That's the scary part. Listen, Chris, unfortunately, we're going to be out of time in a few minutes. Uh, It's been just awesome having you on the show. Uh, Is there a way that the audience could keep up with what you're doing? And I definitely want to bring you back. Within the next uh, few I know, weeks, I love your energy, dude. I'm gonna tell you like this: I love the energy, and it was a privilege to be on your show. But yeah, let me know when you want me back. But Definitely. for the people that have never heard me, you can find me on Facebook, Chris Psychic Garcia, or you can reach me on my own personal cell phone, two one zero nine seven four three four seven zero. Again, two one zero nine seven four three four seven zero, or you can reach me on my email. Garcia one eight seven blue love at gmail dot com. And you know what, Angel? I have a I had a good time, dude. I love your show. Appreciate that. Keep doing the keep doing the good work and keep spreading the word and for everybody listening to the show, love you guys. Stay true and be safe. Chris, you're a gentleman and a scholar and a heck of a psychic. Well we'll definitely have you back on pretty soon. Thank you so much, my friend. You're welcome, Angel. Talk soon. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Chris Garcia, and uh, like I said, very nice gentleman. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we have uh, only a few minutes left before uh, I'm off the air here on PSN Radio and Shelflow Radio and Global Enlightenment Radio Network. And, of course, next we have the one, the only, the very toit Mr. Kaiser himself with Kaiser Talk Radio. And uh, he's going to uh, have uh, George again on the show. And they're going to uh, talk about a couple, uh, I'm sure, very interesting things. Uh, but a lot of interesting things have been happening in this country and in this world, folks. If you want to hear, by the way, the rest of the audio from uh, David Ike, if you can't find it on the Internet because it's being censored everywhere, hit me up on my website, angelespino.com. Send me uh, an email through there, and uh, we'll get it to you immediately. Another uh, way to email me is, of course, thejackalshead at gmail.com. Either or, send it over, and uh, I'll make sure I'll get you a copy of it. Uh, We have to fight freedom, because we have to fight for freedom, because they're they're trying to take it away from us, guys. So we have to be the freedom fighters. We have to get the message across to everybody. So... Let's do that. Let's make it happen. We have to fight freedom. Freedom is our number one thing we need in our lives. And again, they're trying to destroy our freedom, our rights. And we have to stand up to the evil players. And so next week here on Sunday night, I'll be with you again at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, with that said, I'm signing off for the evening. Bye, bye, bye.